Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Biz Apps and Beer. This is our first episode where we explain what we're doing, why we're doing it, who we are. We're going to drink a nice red-handed Irish ale from Stone Angel, and we're talking about the app called Twist. Could it replace your email? Let's find out. It's time to crack a cold one. Here we go, buddy. My name is Ryan Bialik, and I'm joined by my good friend, Alex Henry. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing quite splendid. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, I apologize for keeping you inside on such a beautiful evening, but we got a new project. We're starting something new and crazy. How about that? Something new and wild. I think new we're cutting off. It's like we're cutting off the shackles right now. The shackles. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so pumped about this. I, I'm a big fan of... Um, you know, people doing stuff outside of their normal job, that sort of side hustle kind of culture. So, hey, wherever this thing is going to go, either way, at the end of the day, we're having some beer. We're talking about tech. What could be better than that, right? Right. Speaking of beer, what are we drinking today? Right. So every episode that we do here of Biz Apps and Beer, we're going to talk about a local craft beer for as long, until we run out of local beers here in Winnipeg. Yeah, um, local for us anyways. Local for for, yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to enjoy a nice cold beer while we talk about a biz app of the day. So uh, today we are enjoying Red Handed, and it comes from us, uh, from Stone Angel Brewing, again, here in Winnipeg. Um, pretty malty, I would say, little caramelly notes here and there. Uh, it they are considering it an Irish red ale, but I'm a couple of sips in already, and this is a good tasting beer. It's a great beer. I love a good red. They don't love mm. me, but I love a good red. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so let's kind of talk about what we're doing here in the sense of kind of what's yeah, what are we doing? It's beer and business apps. They have yeah, really so. nothing to do with each other, but <laughs> in our case, they seem to make a great combo. I think. Well, the, the idea we had quite early on uh, before we started even considering this to be a, a podcast was we wanted to talk to business owners. We wanted to talk to people that manage teams of people potentially, but we wanted the conversation to be something as if two friends were just having a beer on a patio, you know, talking about the business or talking about their staff or talking about their teams, what, what troubles them in their work lives. So our work lives are pretty focused on the Microsoft stack of technologies, right? I've been a Microsoft consultant for uh, coming up on five and a bit years now. Yeah. I've done the I've done the licensing, I've done the sales, I've done the support, I've done the you know the behind the scenes stuff. And I'm about training. a year into yeah, mm-hmm. I've been I'm a year into my Microsoft journey, a little over a year now in terms of uh, working with you and doing all and all the training that I do and just getting to like learn that whole platform that whole suite it's it's definitely a full-time job and mm-hmm. uh, I have a lot of fun doing it um, but I almost feel bad because at the same time I come from using all these other different web apps and 
uh, I guess it was about a year ago or several, a few months ago where I'm just kind of like, hey, check out this other app that like kind of does this. I can't remember which one it was, but um, might have been Trello, might have been Asana. We talk about so many different apps. I just mm-hmm. can't keep track of them. But um, the way all these different apps just approach either the same problems with like different flavors on them. Some of them are just carbon copies of each other. And then there's others that just kind of like knock it out of the park in terms of focusing on a single problem. It's every time I turn around, like there's just dozens of these new businesses where they create a new workspace they make a new chat app, a new Slack, a new whatever it is. And all of them, kind of do something a little nice all of them kind of do something a little blah so that's kind of where we're coming in today and say hey let's just talk about them let's check them out see what we like about them and see what we don't like yeah see what we don't like and just shoot the shit over a beer on it yeah no perfect i mean when you've been when you've been in the microsoft space as as long as i have and and by no means is five years a long time compared to some of the people i've met over those five years and and again in sales in support in licensing in engineering but you after after a while you start to get these blinders on and and then when someone says well hey slack is this really really hot thing uh you kind of got to die on the hill as as a microsoft person you kind of got to die on that hill and and no teams is is the thing and from a sales standpoint it's kind of interesting too to uh, to see when Microsoft does add a feature to Microsoft 365 or to Teams or to any specific app, of course it's the best thing around. Even though it could be coming from some small developer, some niche app on some really, really interesting platform doing some really cool stuff. So I know we've got some apps in the hopper uh, for future episodes that you know really, really shook me <laughs> in, in a good way that got me thinking whoa there's a whole you know brave new world outside of of the microsoft stack of things so again yeah, not, to, you've, not to gush on microsoft but for me this is such a cool project because stepping out of that nine to five role and taking those blinders off for the first time in in a few years is really really exciting oh there's a whole new world out there and I was new to, I, I really started getting into this probably around 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine had shown me Asana and then they sh- another one showed me Trello and it just kind of took off from there because I just started looking and tr- looking at all these different apps and trying different ones out. There's always something to kind of take away from each of them because they approach problems in the same way again. It's like, okay, yeah. well, which one do I actually like? Most people I talk to in this case is like most of them just say, "Well, pick one and I'll use it. I don't care if it's email, fine. If it's Slack, fine. Just pick one and stick with it." There's this resistance to change when it comes to people in the workspace and um, just try, like people that just kind of want to show up, do their jobs, go home, back to their lives. Mm-hmm. They don't want to spend a lot of time kind of jumping from app to app to app from project to project because it's just it's disorienting it throws you off and it's hard to relearn how to send a message to people it's hard to relearn how to do your nine to five when things are always changing the foundation of your job is always changing so a lot of these apps try really aim to be though kind of one they well 
I should say they try and promote themselves, I find, in a lot of cases, to be this one-stop solution. We've got chat, we've got files, but we also have integrations because we know you don't only use one app. You might use Gmail, uh, Slack, Dropbox, and all these, mm -hmm. all this other stuff. So none of them, all of them aim to be like the one-stop shop, but none of them really can be or are. Right. So it's interesting. It's like, I love hopping from app to app. And I don't like staying on one platform for too long because I just kind of go, well, this other app does things a little mm -hmm. differently. I'm going to go play with that. And that's just like my mind going, well, peace, see ya. <laughs> but, but they, you know, variety is the spice of life. So, so why not? But what I, what I hope we can do is, uh, if you're listening to this very, very first episode, thank you so much. If you're a friend or family, hey, thank you even more. If you stumbled onto this podcast completely randomly, hey, great for you. Thank you so much. What, what we want to, to really get across is if you're a business owner or a team leader or someone that's in a position to decide on an app for your team, that's, that's who we're going after here. And it's been, you know, five, six years since I've been in the business of, you know, managing a team and, and having that uh, decision making ability to pick apps and whatnot. Um, when, when I was when I was running my own business, um, Office 365 was not yet mainstream. And so I can recall a time when, yeah, I used to experiment with uh, Woo forms and all these different, you know, free and next to cheap things because, you know, we had a shoestring budget in, on my team and, you know, we cobbled together pretty darn good solutions. And then Office 365 kind of came in and, and really took the air out of that. And that's by the time I had I had left the business scene and, and then started working for uh, for other people. So if if you're able to uh, to make decisions for your team, hopefully you'll uh, you'll be back each and every week and each and each and every episode as we uh, take a look at some really interesting stuff. Yeah, Microsoft is kind of known, at least I remember it being known for just reacting to what the market was putting out. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have a really good task manager? We'll do that too. Oh, you right. have a really good email application in the cloud? We'll do that too. Files? Got it. Yeah. And you kind of pick and choose. and. Google does this too, yeah. where they just, it's a suite of apps, but none of them, they're a mass, they're all like pretty good, especially mm -hmm. it's 2020 now and they've all had a lot of time to mature. They're all at this like really good stage where they're not that different from each other, um, yeah. but they're not, they're also not great at everything, but let me rephrase that. They're great at they're really good at something, but not great at everything. Right. Kind of like the jack of all trades. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough bill to fit anyways. I mean, you got to give Microsoft, though, a lot of credit for enterprise grading, I'm air quoting there, enterprise grading their stuff for the most part. They do a really decent job of making these services manageable and secure, and it's all about your identity, and, and you know, IT folks will get that, uh, that yeah. bit of it. Uh, but but yeah, a lot of so. these apps that we're looking at are really geared towards a small business owner that had mm -hmm. that might have a team of two, three, maybe ten, yeah. um, that just need a place to throw all their stuff and their job and their business could be done in a year or their project could be done in a year. Right. Maybe they, a lot of these are designed to be temporary. Yeah, 
you got to get shit done. Your business is not, if you're in the business, uh, you're a coffee shop. You're, you're there to sell coffee and take care of your guests. You're not there to run an IT department. If exactly. You're a, if you're a towing company, you're there to you know pick up people's broken cars and trucks. You're not there to run an IT shop. Uh, so hopefully you'll tune into us and we will do the knowledge searching for you. We will do the app reviewing for you. We will put these things through their paces. We've we've developed a little subjective system and a little bit of a test that we can put all these apps through. And hey, we get to drink some beers while doing it. So I think it's a win-win, win-win-win type of situation. All the wins. All the wins. All the wins. So let's so, get into our first app review. What are we What are we talking about today? We're talking about Twist. Twist. Twist.com. This is actually brought to you by the same people that do Todoist, I believe. And the TLDR with Twist is that it's a mix of email with channels. So think of it as your own, like your works message board. So it's designed to be a very not in your face app, few notifications. It's not pinging you with a bunch of gifts and it's not a place where you kind of go to kind of get lost in notifications and discussion. Mm -hmm. The pitch with twist is that it's quieter. It's simpler. So what you get is a really just, simple app which is on the left hand side you've got your inbox you've got start items and then you've got channels and you can make all your basic channels to organize your work and the things you do whether it's marketing hr finance all that all that fun stuff producing content and um whatever other types of work you do so everything goes into channels and each channel can have multiple threads where you just can you can have conversations with each other on anything and it all supports the same stuff. The, the, it supports this, the things that you would expect to see in here. So you can attach files. We're using the free version. So I don't know what the upload limit on it is. Uh, I'd have, have to pull up the um, specs on it in a few minutes. Yeah, so for free you get, um, you can go back in time up to one month. Uh, so you, you have a limited time of how far back you can go for comments and messaging. Um, there's some integrations. We'll talk about those in a second. You can have up to five integrations on the free plan and five gigs of storage per user. Oh, thank God you had that page open because I lost it a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, so, but still, that's not half bad. And, and when you originally um, sent me the message about this app, I dismissed it really, really quickly. And, and, and I'm going to go back on that now. This thing has grown on me. So originally you sent this to me and we fired it up and we started messaging back and forth. And I thought to myself, hmm, I can do this in my inbox by muting notifications, being smart about inbox rules and using something like conversation view and outlook, um, which helps me keep my sanity in my nine to five. Uh, I would be so lost without conversation view. Uh, but then this thing started to grow on me and I'm starting to think about other businesses that may not be an actual organized group of people. Maybe you're doing freelance work. Maybe you're a group of freelancers. Maybe you're a group of individual entrepreneurs that are, are working together on something and you each have different email addresses for your own websites or 
someone's on a Shaw email, or someone's on a Bell MTS email, or something like someone's using Gmail, someone's using Outlook. Uh, this, I think, is a tool aimed at those kinds of people, those kinds of folks. Yeah, where you just need a place that's a place to just kind of organize it all, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe like a marketing agency, they have photographers that they hire on contract, uh, you know, just for one or two projects at a time, rather than them bringing them into that big corporate IT fold uh, and giving them a proper email address and doing all those kinds of things and bringing them inside of their own, you know, sort of corporate IT space. Something like this is actually really compelling. Like a third party just place to go to and share files and kind of get caught up. I like that thought. That's that's interesting because especially when you start looking at the type of organizations and businesses that would use something like Twist, a lot of them... Um, oh, no, where'd that thought go? When you start looking at businesses like that would use something like Twist, they... Oh, no, that thought's gone. It just swooshed out of my head. <laughs> Come on, this beer is only 4.5. It's not that strong. Yeah, no kidding. I haven't <laughs> eaten dinner yet. That's probably half the Ooh. problem. But, I mean, you know my relationship with email. And it's mostly a hate relationship with email. I, I'm on this tirade to end useless emails. There are meetings that could be instant messages. There are emails that could be instant messages. There are recurring subscription-type emails that could be automated and posted on a, a team message board. This is kind of that. This kind of helps you get there. Um, I was playing around with some of the integrations with Twist, and I found one that lets you start a recurring thread. So maybe your team needs to submit their thoughts, or, or um, you do a weekly stand-up meeting, and you want everybody to kind of record something or, or put some facts and figures or share some data. Uh, this idea of threads, it's almost like starting a new email, but that thing doesn't have to go CC everybody round and round and round. And if you've got 10 people on an email and they all reply back, your notifications are gonna go crazy. And if you're not using conversation view in your email program, you're gonna have tons of stuff all over the place out of order you know it's chaos yeah um i've always kind of wanted to work i my background is i really love um the the um uh, message board format where you just mm -hmm. have uh chronological messages broken up into threads, which are broken up into a higher category. Do you remember going to like all those message boards and forums back in the 90s and 2000s? Oh, the PHP they're really big. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before social media really took off. That was, it was social my, media at the time. That was, it really yeah. was um, as close to it as you could get. Um, but they, and I'm not saying they've gone away, but they've definitely just like shrunk down. But mm -hmm. the point I was getting at is that they're, it's, it was that structure that I really wanted to see in a lot of businesses. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say it's like, hey, look, email is a terrible way to try and collaborate with with each other. It's just a mess. And thinking back to that early mid two thousands, 
that was still very true because you probably didn't have conversation view in a lot of email applications at that right. time. Right. I don't even know if Gmail had it yet. Um, and I'm on the same page with you. I don't really like email for 90% of what I use it for. It's great for getting information I don't want to reply to. So newsletters, mm -hmm. um, just updates from things I follow, great. But for back-to-back -back conversations and collaborating, it ends up becoming a mess. And especially the bigger in more professional environments and working environments, it's more critical that you got to keep, when you got to keep on top of like all these different things happening, email just does not have your back. Yeah. It, it takes too long. And I think when you, when you see that ding and you get that little pop-up on your screen or your phone buzzes in your pocket and you know it's an email, you know, mm. your, your, your blood pressure goes up, your heart starts to spike, what, your heart rate starts to spike, What's, what is it? And then you have to look, you feel compelled to look. This at least you can put your trust in a system that information and your, your coworkers' thoughts, it's all there transparent, but it's there in a way that you can digest it at your own pace rather than having emails show up and ding and make a sound and make a buzz in your pocket kind of thing? It's the centralized communication that is really the heart of it, yeah. where everyone has the same view of the same thread in the same structure, because email, it, it can come in any order. And sometimes oh, yeah. and, you just- And emails can branch branch off, right? If, if 10 people right. are on an email and then someone only CCs five of those, then there's another five people that are out of the loop. And then like five other people that were instantly added by by someone else on the throne. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's oh, that I used famous, to have to do that way that, too much. There's that famous YouTube video we both have used in, in meetings and training uh, pitches where um, it starts as one email and goes to 10 people and then they reply yes. back. So then now you've got 20 copies of the thing. Where they talk about email or branching trees, email yeah. trees. Yeah. 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 That was a great video. And like, well... Make a point, I'll make a point to get a link to it for the description of this video if anyone wants to check it out because thematically it's, it's yeah. still true. Like email is a terrible way to communicate with a mass amount of people, especially if you're just trying to get stuff done. If you just want to get it done, put it in a thread where everyone can see the entire conversation in order together and there's no confusion about who said what and when. And if you need to say, you know, two or less sentences about something, by God, don't put it in an email. Oh, yeah. Right? I really hope likes and reacts become the norm in a lot of business culture. Mm -hmm. Gifts, yeah. likes, reacts, thumbs up, just give it to me. Because all people want, all I want 90% of the time it's is just to know that you yep. saw and acknowledged my email. Give me yep. a thumbs up. That's yep. all I need. Um, and back in the day where it's like, I'd have to sort through 20 emails and half of them were just pointless conversation that went nowhere. Mm -hmm. Like that's hiding actual important information I need to know in my inbox. That's just, it was so stressful in, uh, in so many cases where I'm like, okay, I've got 30 emails to catch up on since I was away for two days. What do I actually need to do? Yeah. And yeah. do I have all the information here? Okay, now I've got to sort out through 20 conversations to figure out if I actually have to do anything. This type of environment just takes away that problem. If you're in an email-heavy environment where people are talking with each other back and forth all day long, 
email is not your friend. Oh. Well, the nice thing about Twist 2 is it has uh, private instant messages between two or more people uh, as well. So uh, it can be like your messenger. Can, it can replace SMS messages if, if that's a, a wasteland for, for your corporate communication as well. So you do Does have do these. video chat? No, no, it's just uh, text messages. Oh, thank God. Yeah. But again, <laughs> if you need a quick check-in, if you need a quick pulse check, if you need a quick yes or no can I go do blank? Can I, should we proceed with this project or can we spend this money on that? You know, it's a quick message. Does it need to go in an email? Maybe sometimes for, to be forwarded off to approval processes and whatnot. But if you're a small team and you're just communicating back and forth, uh, again, get out of your inbox. Really? Yeah. Like there's so much coming to your inbox as it is. Mm -hmm. Whatever you can do to take something out of it, take a fork out, you're doing yourself a favor because if you really ever want to hit, I don't believe an inbox zero as a thing. Like there's just too much stuff that comes at into your inbox. Mm -hmm. So management is just like the key thing. Yeah. And taking something that normally would come to my inbox and putting it into a new home is the best thing you can do. So if you work on a project that doesn't have a home and it's living in your inbox, fire up something like Twist Yeah, with a few and, people. And, and there's some other nice features in here. There's, um, you, you have full control over when you want to get notifications. So if you work nine to five and the rest of your time is family time or it's, it's side hustle time or whatever it happens to be, you've got a lot of granular control about when things are gonna beep and ding and buzz and show up on your screen. And then they have this no, notion of taking time off for out of office type of stuff. So you set time when you are not at work and you can rest assured that you're not going to get any uh, blood pressure spikes from, from all the notifications. So they uh, twist specifically, I, I think has um, targeted Slack as their big competitor. Yeah, they have some articles comparing it to Slack directly yeah. in a lot of cases. And, and I can see know, where they're coming from. Absolutely. As well. Absolutely. I and as one of the reasons that I, I just can't get going on Slack is that it's ding 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 ding. The thing is always flashing, the thing is always lighting up. I get lost in the conversations. It's not a at my own pace type of app. It's drinking from a fire hose. Yeah, it's it's the type of app that demands your attention a lot from mm -hmm. everyone. Like I used Slack for a while, for a little while, just on my own. I was in the few communities. I was testing it out for a few different projects, um, but ultimately, I didn't stick with it because the communities that were active that I participated in were just so noisy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so busy communities, large groups. Instant messaging is terrible. I don't like group chats. That's just me. Right. But I don't like group chats because they are just noisy. Whether it's friends, family, work, a group chat is just... Unless you're trying to like coordinate with someone, mm -hmm. really quick, people really quickly on something, go for it. If it's actual collaboration and day-to-day -day work, no. If it's a community that you participate in, like a Slack, like a Discord or a Slack community, no, I just I can't do it. I have actually I have Discord on my on my phone because I'm in a bunch of communities. Some like some with friends, their private Slack mm -hmm. or sorry private Discord servers and some other public ones. And 
I have to mute every notification on it. Yeah. I just keep it silent all the time and I just check on it every once in a while when I am bored or curious or need to ask something because sometimes it just comes in nonstop and the dings and the notifications, even my phone buzzing can yeah. just like make my eye twitch some days. Yeah, no, I totally feel it. Discord is uh, is another one. I, I think it's very, very close to Slack personally. Uh, in in some ways, yeah, they're all, like they're same idea, same foundation. Uh, what was the other one? WeChat. Yeah. No, HipChat. HipChat. Hip okay. Yeah. I don't know if that one's around anymore, but HipChat. So. I think HipChat came before Slack, and then Slack kind of did it. But they're all kind of based on the same. And I'm going to forget the term for this. Is it IIRC? Instant real communication. Uh, or is it instant relay chat? I can't remember. Relay chats. Yep. That's the thing about being in tech is you got so many acronyms to remember, uh, and, and this beer is starting to kick in on me now. Um, yeah, no, IRC. I, I, look at look at the biggest uh, threaded conversation tool out there. Maybe Reddit. Think about Reddit. Oh yeah, it works. It really works. It really works. And I think that's why it became so popular. Mm -hmm. Like one of the reasons it became so popular because it's easy to participate in so many different communities without it feeling overwhelming at the yep. same time. It's like this weird, sick balance that yep. keeps you a little more addicted to it. Because um, I can yeah, go I'm, in there. I can go in there on my own pace and catch up. And I think that's the notion here with Twist is that if I'm out, if I'm out for a week and I come back, I'm not hammered with an inbox that's that's overflowing. I just have these threads that I need to catch up on. And it's like reading through a conversation. It's like reading through the news. It's like reading through um, closed captioning of, of a video or something like that, your transcription. It's a lot easier to go at your own pace rather than sitting in your email program and you see a big bold or big red icon with how many things you got to read. Or let's say going through a group chat and trying to figure out if anyone asked you to do something. Right. Like sometimes I just kind of scroll to the bottom. I'm like, yep, red, done. Yep, done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cle clear sure, this off. I don't like bold. I don't like dots and I don't like bold. Clear this off. Clear this off. Yeah. Yeah. Get it out of here. Red, all, delete. So again, this app really grew on me. I, we kind of kicked it around for a week or two. Again, I think this is better suited for people that are... Uh, certainly not in the same building or complex and may not even be loosely an organization. It might be a, a number of uh, freelancers or a number of contractors that get together to do something. Or even like, let's say a small club. You belong mm -hmm. to a small club. You don't talk every day. You need to coordinate a little bit over some stuff, maybe a one-off project that you're doing with some friends. Mm -hmm. This is a great app to do it yep. with just because you know, it's, you know, you can check it out when you need to, and mm -hmm. it's just—it's so easy to get caught up in it. And that's yeah. its big advantage, I think. They're—they're yeah. they're also approachable. They've got apps for Android, iOS, Mac, Windows, and there's certainly a, a really good web client. There are some third-party integrations, which I thought were really neat. Some of them, again, are not going to apply to most of the people that would tune into this type of, of podcast. But if you're in uh, development, uh, it integrates with GitHub and GitLab, for example. It integrates with Skype. So you, if you are in the Microsoft camp, uh, if you are using those things for meetings, you can bring that in. 
It's got Zapier integration, so if you want to do some automation, you certainly can. And again, as you mentioned at the top of the, to the bit here, it's owned by the folks that create Todoist. So if you want to bring in your Todoist accounts for task management, you certainly can. And I just want to underscore that uh, this project, this app being backed by Todoist, uh, they're not going to go out of business tomorrow. Uh, Todoist, Todoist is very popular, very well funded. Um, again, that, if you're thinking of a task management app, that's that would be one of my top picks as well. Uh, just for the fact is they're not going to shut down. They're not in some weird beta preview. Uh, it's a pretty well well-rounded organization. Um, yeah, they've been around for a while, eh? Yeah, they're not turning off the lights anytime soon. No. I just found dark mode on here. Ooh, it's very nice. Oh, my eyes feel so much better. Yeah. Are you a dark mode fan? Uh, depends on the app. Depends, on, depends the app. on the app. That's 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 the right answer, I think. Some just do it terribly, I think. Yeah, and and I'm I'm always plugged in. I'm I'm pretty rarely given given the whole pandemic thing. I'm pretty rarely on the go now. So for me, battery life is mm, you know not a big deal as far as the one of the big drivers to go to a dark mode. Have you tried the Todoist like integrations? What Which integrations have you tried so far? Uh, the one I found really cool was there's one called, uh, basically it lets you create a recurring thread in, in Twist. And so I thought this would have some really good sort of practical real world applications. So if you're on a team and every week you do a check-in or every week you need to submit a report or maybe it's a sales team that needs to submit their sales forecasts for the week or the month or the quarter or whatever. Uh, you know, don't, don't burden yourself with having to create those threads all the time. There's a really nice tool in here for creating those recurring threads. Uh, so I played around with that one a little bit. I didn't play around with, with many of the other ones because I don't use many of those services, but uh, I would imagine it's it's pretty straightforward to add. Cool. Yeah, so I think this one is... I don't know. So I really love... I really like this app. I really like the fact that it's just this nice quiet place to come mm -hmm. i really like that i really just really appreciate the simplicity of it yeah it's and clean very very clean it's clean mm -hmm. it's not shoving new features down your throat it's not trying to upsell you to the premium version or some premium package it's just like right. oh hey here's your messages yeah. and i should mention figure the, it out the premium package is only 650 canadian per month per user you get full access to your history of comments and messages you get unlimited integrations unlimited file storage unlimited guests and and sort of the whole notion of adding guests to an app is something that we keep in mind when we when we think about these biz apps what is their guest mechanism what is their guest ecosystem uh, so on this particular app for twist you can invite guests again outside of your business plan if you will uh, but the only catch is that guests have limited access uh, for one month of history. So it's basically like they get the free plan. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So because you, they're not a paid user. Yeah, so you and your group of paid users, that might be your, your organization. And again, using that term loosely, maybe you're an organization of freelancers or an organization of 
coders, editors, maybe it's a community organization. Uh, if you want to have folks outside of your formal group come in, basically they, they use the free plan to do so. Okay. That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. We're never going to get away from email for certain things. And I, most of that stuff is external. If you're communicating with clients, chances are you're going to use email. If you're sending an invoice or sending a document, again, if, you're, if your documents aren't in a, in a cloud solution, chances are you're using email for that. But all of the internal stuff and the water cooler stuff that we can't really do right now because there's no water cooler because of COVID and because we're all working from home, uh, that's what did it for me with this app. That's what made me think twice about this one. So I'm giving this app a thumbs up. Uh, again, if you're not in the Microsoft space or have already settled on the sort of a groupware type of solution, um, an internal messaging type of solution, I, again, not to sound like a broken record, but if you are a group of individual entrepreneurs that is working you know, in an association or in some type of organized group, take a look at this. It's, it's really, really compelling. Yes. Um, my only gripe with it, if I was to poke something at it, is the free plan is, as you mentioned earlier, limited to about a month of like chat history. Yeah. So it's good if you want to check it out and try it out for a bit. But I'm having a hard time coming up with situations or groups that could use the free version like that. Like, how do you use an app that only ha gives you a month of information? Right. It's almost like they should have something in between the zero and the 650, maybe like a $4 plan that gave you unlimited history but reduced the, the amount of storage. Yeah, something like a little in between plan. There's a lack, because it does charge you by the user. It's a yeah. pretty simple pricing plan overall, right? There's not, they're not gonna like, it's not like Microsoft or there's like a bajillion different <laughs> options yeah. and customizations that change name every few months. Yeah, you don't need to be a license ex licensing expert to get Twist, that's for sure. No. And, and my only gripe is is how it handles documents, actually, is I guess because it, it's not a platform like Microsoft that owns the document standard like an Excel file, like a PowerPoint, like a Word doc, is that there was no way to preview or thumbnail a doc document sharing in Twist for me feels a little bit awkward because they kind of treat it like an attachment in an email rather than some of the other groupware solutions like Teams, for example, uh, in the Microsoft space, but they've got more control, right? They own the document format. So I, I understand that's why they can do a little bit more that way. Like, so when I look at this, you can basically attach files that are from OneDrive, Dropbox, Google Drive, or you can upload it to your computer. And so they'll hold on to some of your files on this thing for a while. Where, I don't know, that seems okay for me. If you already use those apps to store your files, yeah. then I think you're okay. Yeah, and, If you and, were looking for like a place, yeah. a, a file repository, I wouldn't look at an app like Twist because no. how much file, how much storage does an account come with? Uh, let me go back to the paid plans here. Uh, it's unlimited if you're on the paid plan. If you're on the free plan, five gigs. Okay, so that's pretty average. Yeah. Um, 
And unlimited isn't fine. I'd have to do some more digging to kind of figure out where those files, where they're storing the documents. I, I assume it's going to be Amazon or Azure, one of those two, right? Probably, yeah. But again, if, if you're a collection of individual entrepreneurs, I don't think that would be an issue. But as a business owner or team manager, do I want to have access to files when people come and go from an organization from that standpoint? Um, you know, there's some other business outcomes that I would want to have around file storage that this doesn't quite do. And, and, and it doesn't need to do. It's not saying it's not claiming to be a file management tool, but yeah. I would, I, would um, I just had a little bit higher expectations as far as working with files. Yeah, files are definitely an afterthought here. It's kind of like, and and I get that because you can't be a master at everything. So yep. when you try to add file storage and managing different types of documents into that, you're going to take away from different parts of the apps. I imagine the team for this isn't massive, even if right. you do work for Todoist. I don't know how big the company is, but um, I'd say letting someone like Google or OneDrive or Dropbox let them take that let them take that one mm -hmm. give people links and that keeps this app so much cleaner mm -hmm. yeah by saying no to those types of features they're really making this thing really rock solid yeah it's polished it's smooth and the mobile app same thing I've like every once in a while, I still have it on my phone, so I'll like whip it out and just kind of flip through it every once in a while to kind of mm -hmm. see what it can do and how it feels. And I think this used to be a little more like it feels like a great app. It's a great mobile app, and it and they did a great job on it. I think it was more towards maybe three five years ago, where depending on whether you're an iPhone or Android and who made the app it was a little more precarious to see whether or not you're actually you're going to get a good experience on your phone mm -hmm. but it's 2020 now and they seem to be on par i'm using an iphone or you and you use android right did you try the twist app on that i imagine they're pretty much the exact same yeah yeah um i i had no issues with it very very lightweight app doesn't uh it's quick to load, quick to run, get in, get out. All the touch targets are, are pretty friendly as well. So no no gripes there. What we need to do, and maybe not for Twist, but for a feature app is stress load them. Mm -hmm. Can we create some kind of bot that will just like hammer it, create yeah, an account yeah. and hammer it with like a bunch of different requests, no, see if we can break it. That's what I like to do. I like to see if I can break these apps. Yeah, good call. I'll leave that one to you. You're the programmer extreme. <laughs> Perfect. Extraordinaire. Well, I'm at the bottom of my glass of beer. I don't know about you. Uh, you think we should wrap this one up? I think we've said all we can say about Twist. It's yeah. smooth. It's quiet. It's a wonderful experience. If you're looking for, if you're a small team and looking for a place to have threaded centralized communication and getting the work out of your inbox. If you need a place to start or especially if your team is just more geared towards email and not familiar with other apps and not into things like Slack and other instant messengers, mm -hmm. give this one a shot. It's right slower on. communication, just like email, but it gives you a little bit more control, gives people a little more visibility, and it gives you a place to organize your thoughts, 
projects and your overall communication. So I definitely give this one like my approval, my big old Alex stamp of approval. Ka-choo. Stamp of approval from Alex. Stamp of approval. Yeah. So that's twist.com right. twist if uh, you are interested in checking it out again, twist.com. Uh, Alex, I'm assuming that you're on social media. Where can our listeners get a hold of you? You can find me on the Twitter sphere. Is, is it a Twitter sphere or is it more like a Twitter square? You can find me at A Train. No, not A Train anymore. You can find me at Just Some Sass 16 um, on the Twitter. And uh, that's where I kind of reshare a lot of Microsoft stuff and other, other, other projects I'm really interested in, other hobbies. So definitely give me a follow, say, send me a message, say hi, and uh, share your thoughts about Twist if you uh, have your own thoughts. And I'd be excited to hear them. Sweet. And just for clarity, that's just some SAS with two A's in the SAS, right? Yes, SAS. S-A-A-S. All right. Myself, I am trying this new experiment where I'm going to the I'm going to the gram. I'm going Instagram. You're going Instagram. I've never heard of it. Is it new? Uh, it's you know it's from this place. It's from this little app developer in California. I, they're a startup. I think they're just up and coming. But uh, I'm gonna give it a go. All right, you let me know how it goes. Maybe we'll get them on the podcast if I kind of like Maybe. make some space, you know, if they survive the first yeah. few months. So on Instagram, I am the prize awaits, and I uh, look forward to explaining what that all means one day. But uh, I've got a number of projects in the hopper, and I think that's going to be kind of my my way of getting the word out. So Instagram, the prize awaits. Because this is a show also loosely about beer. I have an app for that. I am on the Untapped app. Uh, it's untappd.com, Untapped, and I am also uh, the handle the prize awaits on Untapped. So, uh, as we review these beers for the show, I'll be posting my beer reviews and picks and whatnot uh, on the Untapped app as well. So, if you're following along at home, that's a that's an app worth a download. Um, for me, when I go to the beer store, I pull up Untapped. I see which things I've liked, which th- which beers I've given a five star, four star rating, and I make sure I buy those ones again. So that's a little plug for the Untapped app. Uh, speaking of plugs, we should probably give another mention to uh, what we're drinking tonight, Red Handed, brought to you by the Stone Angel Brewing Company. Um, you can find them on Facebook at Stone Angel Brewing. Um, they are a Winnipeg local. They are a Winnipeg business, and um, yeah, they're uh, they're really good. So definitely give them a shot. Uh, this is not sponsored, so our opinions are our own, but the opinion is good. Yeah, I, I really like this beer. I would uh, certainly buy it again. Best served cold, I think, but I can see myself drinking this after a splash in the pool, after pushing the lawnmower around for, for an hour. Um, not too bitter. Can, yeah. You know, I got the malt. I got the caramel. Um, really a, a, a pretty pretty solid beer. Yeah, they do great work. They're one of my favorite uh, brewers in the city for sure. Yeah, same um, here. Yeah. All right, everybody, until next episode, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Please uh, make sure you subscribe through whatever mechanism you are using to listen to this podcast, and we will catch you next time on Biz Apps and Beer. Thanks for listening. Take care.